see, I, I think I'm offering the insightful commentary and the humor. So what am I here for? The color? They've been the all day, but so it's fun. They have each other's bags, and today is finally done. In a world setting in a Georgia town. On a show about libraries and visual sound. In the stacks of libraries, where it always starts. The stacks so much more than either of them thought. It's Thursday for mayhem, it's Thursday for fun. In the stacks with Barry and Latoya, it's second to none. Hey. Hello. It took you long enough. It's literally the moment we're supposed to start recording. Yeah, I know. But as I've tried to teach you over the years, <laughs> to be early is to be on time. Whatever. Right? And to be on time is to be late. Well, I will say that in this... And I, know that, I, I, I know that for years you've been on CP people time. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Right? But, you know, we got we got to try and move past that. Okay. All right. So uh, welcome to another awesome episode of In the Stacks with Barry. And LaToya. And? T'Challa. T'Challa, yes. Yeah, I was wondering. <laughs> <laughs> Were you wondering if he was going to show up? You can't escape. You can't escape. <laughs> now, T'Challa, you do have to go back and listen to last week's episode. She did finish off her discussion of Bigfoot. Right. I'm sure he really wants to know. I know she couldn't wait. Once she got to the end, you didn't call me either. Yeah, once she got to the end, she just she had to she couldn't stop. She was <laughs> gushing. <laughs> right. Wow. I cannot believe we're having this conversation. Yes. You didn't wait for me. So um, this week, uh, you know, I had it. I had a chance to look over the program guide, and I saw that you had like a whole bunch of once again mind numbingly depressing stuff to discuss. I mean, what else is there to talk about? Thank you. I'm glad you asked. Happy. <laughs> yeah. So, um, first of all, the, you know, I'm going a little out of order, right? Because I like to mix it up that way. Um, but, you know, in case you didn't know, not that long ago, there was, there was a fever that was, it was basically like a pandemic that struck fast and struck hard. Mm-hmm. It looked like it was going to go away, but it is back possibly worse than ever. Yes. Of course, of, of, of Hamilton fever mm-hmm. because tomorrow on the 3rd of july it's going to make its disney plus debut yes and we have, will I be have, watching yeah we'll be watching too and on hamilton day because uh you know it is miles's birthday tomorrow but i made the decree that it is no longer his birthday it is just hamilton day yes. um, we will be giving him gifts because you know whatever but since we're all coming to meet up to watch Hamilton, that that's what it is. So from here forward, we're going to give gag gifts every year that is tied to Hamilton. In addition to his regular stuff. I'm sure you, oh, okay. I was going to say, I'm sure your brother would love that. Yeah, no, in addition. Yeah, we're not going to be that cruel. I gotcha, I gotcha. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, so I've had um, like coworkers like text to me, how much is Disney Plus? You know, they're like just going to get it for like a month, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And um. And so, you know, and, and several of them were saying that they wish that, you know, that that COVID thing wasn't going around, you know, because they're like, oh, we could all get together, maybe, you know, watch it on a big screen outside somebody's house, um, that kind of stuff, you know. But uh, several of my friends, yeah, they're having like Hamilton get togethers tomorrow. Um, so that's that's cool. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I'm really, really looking forward to it. When I woke up this morning, I, you know, I, I have um, my Echo Spot wakes me up with an alarm and then it goes through like the different news and stuff that I've put in there as far as what I want to be 
um, to be informed about. And so there was a whole segment today about Hamilton Day. And um, so what's your favorite song? I don't actually know anything from Hamilton, to be honest. I've just been, I've always been caught up in the hype of wanting to see it. But I, unlike a lot of people who apparently know songs from it and all sorts of stuff and have never seen the stage play, um, I am completely uninformed. So I'm anticipating when we watch it tomorrow, I'll be like, oh my God, I need to download the soundtrack and I need to listen to it on repeat every day for a while. You know, because I did that too. (laughs) And of course, I haven't seen the show, although Mm -hmm. I've seen little bit, little clips, you know. Um, and I've seen the cast performing the songs like at the White House and stuff back when we had um, an actual president. Um, they performed for him. Uh, and, but my favorite song is My Shot. Um, mm-hmm. Love that song. And the actual Alexander Hamilton song is good too. There's a lot of really good ones. Um, there's the, uh, you know, I think it's like the Senate floor battle or Congress battle. I forget what it's called. Anyway, it's, that one's a good one. Too. But there's a lot of good stuff. But yeah, My Shot is my So I'm looking forward to it. I ventured out the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, this was, I guess, last Saturday. I think uh, Draconara and I um, went to uh, Barnes and Noble and to Red Lobster. So this was the first time I had eaten in a restaurant since sometime in March, right? Um, and both places were doing social distancing stuff. Um, so at Barnes and Noble, for instance, you could not come in unless you had a face mask. Um, so you know, of course, we got in. And once you're inside, um, you know, enforcement was a little, little less. Um, like there are people sitting around, you know, with like the mask pulled down under their nose, which, yeah, it makes it easier to wear, but uh, kind of defeats some of the purpose. But, um, and, and I noticed that they had gotten rid of all the chairs. So mm-hmm. I know you've probably never been in a Barnes and but um, <laughs> for a lot of people, you know, they like to go to these bookstores and sit down and they'll read and relax and things like that. Well, they had gotten rid of all the chairs. And people were sitting on the floor who were still sitting in there. I figured um, that's what it would resort to. Uh-huh. Yeah. And they had like rearranged all the, the bookshelves and stuff, I guess, to make it look like, you know, the big seating areas. Um, and, uh, and so it was interesting. It was fun to actually be in a book. Um, and then at Red Lobster, they were doing the distancing in that, like, we had a table and like the table all around us were all empty. So there's like no table touching ours that had anybody in it, no booth, you know. And I think, didn't we talk about my first time being back when I, when Kay and I went to Out, Outback? Yeah, yeah. Okay, you- okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, no, it's just interesting to, to hear the sim- similarities, um, although they were a lot more um, persistent uh, in Outback as far as being, you know, the everyone having masks on, in terms of the staff and that kind of thing, but continue. Well, yeah, and at Red Lobster, all the staff had masks on, um, except the manager. She came around, you know, to ask us how the meal was. She had no mask. But um, you can still ask questions with a mask on. Yeah. I'd be like, you need to cover up. <laughs> yeah, but all the other uh, employees, the the wait staff and... Well, yeah, but I'm saying, like, specifically the manager, if you have your masks off because you're eating, and then they, that person comes up to talk to you and they have no mask on, well, what's the, what, that defeated the whole purpose of even being cautious if they're not, if they're not falling. Calm down. Um, <laughs> <laughs> then I, uh, I read a Star Trek book this week. Uh, it was set in the Kelvin timeline. So what is that exactly? That means it's in the Chris, the Chris Pine universe. Okay. All right. Because uh, you know, that's a separate timeline. Right, right, right. Right. Um, so this is actually the first novel 
set in that timeline. Even well, that's though it's cool. hilarious that it's coming out now when they pretty much admitted there probably won't be any more Kelvin timeline movies. Um, now they release it. But it's written by Alan Dean Foster, who's written a lot of Trek stuff and other stuff. And it was okay. Um, it's set right after the 2009 film. So it's basically their shakedown cruise. Okay. And, um, it, and the things that I didn't like about the Kelvin timeline are definitely on display here. Um, I mean, the whole Spock and Uhura romance, um, which just never felt right to me. I mean, the first page Uhura's on, um, you know, Spock starts to speak and Uhura turns to look at him and tries to make, tries to, to bring her emotions. Under. This is the page one of the book, right? Mm -hmm. And then part of my problem with her, you know, banging with Spock is that she's the only female cast member of the original crew. And by making her the sexual partner of one of the men, I think that you you weaken her in a way. She's like almost like she's just oh she's Spock's sex partner, you know, as opposed to being Uhura, you know. I mean, if she were hooking up with random dudes like Kirk hooks up with random chicks, all right, well that'd be an interesting way to go. But by making her the lover of one of the big three characters. I just think weakens her terrible. Anyway, um, I'll say, I, I don't feel the same way, but okay. Yeah, I know you don't. But this, <laughs> we discussed this when the first when the 2009 movie came out, mm -hmm. and I didn't like how um, they really play up the fact that the Chris the Chris Pine Kurt loves um, you know compliments and stuff. They mentioned you know he eats it up. All right, okay, so I, you know he has an ego. I'm okay with him having an ego that he's stroking. But the, when other crew members, like lower lower decks members, are saying, you know, oh yeah, these new aliens, they really kiss everybody's butt. Oh, I'm sure the captain's eating that up. Yeah, eh, I don't know. I mean, Kirk's not flawless, but Kirk has the respect of his crew. You know, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and it's one of those things too, where Spock and you know, I've always felt like the um, the Spock as played by um, what's his what's his guy's name. Oh, uh, Zachary. Yeah, the Zachary Quinto yeah. Spock. You know, he has like resting bitch face, and he always it's, comes off to me as like a slightly angry Spock. And um, and he's definitely like that in this one. I mean, he he talks all over Kirk. I mean, people will be like, Kirk will be like talking, you know, to somebody on the, the view screen, and Spock will like just step up and like you know take over in terms of you know making plans. And it's just like, hmm. They tell me that they're friends, but I've never felt it. Um, even in Beyond, which I love Beyond. Beyond, I think, is just one of the best Star Trek movies ever, regardless of who's playing the crew. Uh, you know, that nonsense, even when they're standing in the elevator and Kirk wants to tell Spock that he's thinking of, you know, um, you know, transferring, and Spock is thinking about telling Kirk that he's thinking about retiring, and they just can't quite bring themselves to do it. I just don't feel their friendship. I just don't think they have any chemistry. As opposed to Pine and the guy who plays Bones, um, who I thought they have great chemistry. Right. Yeah, they do. They do. Um, but anyway, so the book, it's okay. It's a Kelvin timeline book. Um, you know, that pretty much sums it up. Well, I mean, for, again, I didn't realize that the Kelvin timeline referred to that iteration of Star Trek. So it's interesting. Um, I may be actually somewhat interested in reading the book, um, mm -hmm. only because for me, if 
you know, you, you're very much seeped in the history of Star um, Star Trek. I mean, and you know, granted, I've watched many of the different shows of Star Trek. Uh, I feel like I'm more of a newer fan, and so if I start with that timeline, since those movies are the most recent, that I, you know, I may enjoy it a bit more for me, anyway. So I mean, you're welcome to have the book. I finished it. Uh, it is a print book. Yeah, I don't want a print book. Why yeah, would I do but... that? That's killing trees and potentially trees passing on dead. whatever and passing on COVID. No, I'm going to get it from, you know, online. Yeah. So uh, anyway, it's called Un- The Unsettling Stars. I'm writing it down. Okay. Um, so you wanted to talk about one of our favorite topics. I'm curious what you're going to say about this. Oh, it's depressing. If I think, if I, if, if I'm thinking of the one you want to touch on <laughs> that you're segueing into, it's probably well, going to be depressing anyway. Okay. Cause I will have to say, um, T'Challa just finished eating some. Right. So yeah, I, I figured what you were alluding to and I was very deliberate in only putting a very vague <laughs> um, information in the, in the guide. So all I wrote was Haagen-Dazs. And uh-huh. so as if you're any normal American, and then, I mean, I use that very light, um, loosely, um, you have to love Haagen-Dazs. It is my favorite store brand um, ice cream mm-hmm. because, you know, I mean, they use quality type ingredients and I mean, yeah, others try or come, you know, like even Ben and Jerry's and stuff, they kind of try, but I just, I'm like, no, Haagen-Dazs is my ice cream. So I... Kay had bought me a couple of pints. I guess it's a pint. The, yeah, the, yeah. Yeah, like the individual pints. He had gotten me um, when he was last home because I was craving it. So he went out to the like one of the gas stations nearby and they had... No, I, I think he ended up having to go to Walmart. So he got me a couple. Last night I was like, okay, um, I need some ice cream because, you know, I eat my feelings. And... I, for whatever reason, was emotional because, like, I mean, it is impossible for me to be, like, pregnant or any of that kind of stuff. So when I pulled it out of the freezer, the one that I have is um, it's showing, like, 60th birthday. It's, you know, Haagen-Dazs is, is um, celebrating its 60th anniversary this year, 2020. But when I look down at it, because on there it has, like, you know, um, special birthday design, 19 c to 2020. And as I was walking back to the, my room with it, I was like, not even, but anyway, I was like 60 years. Oh my God, that's such a long time. But what made me get emotional is that my mom was born in 19, and I don't see her, I mean, her birthday is next month, but the thought of my mom being 60 made me emotional because, you know, I'm like, I'm 20 years younger than she is. And because at first I was like, I thought 1960, well, that's 50 years ago. I don't know how I managed to lose a decade, but just thinking about the fact that my mom will be 60 this year and I will be 40, it's one of those things where it's like, oh my God, you know, we're getting older and so much has changed. And yeah, I just was emotional about it. So as I was eating my feelings, I was giving that some some further thought just about, you know, the passage of time. So so were you eating the ice cream and crying? I got a little bit tearful before I even opened it. Um, but I, when I was actually eating it, I was not crying. Okay. How could you be crying if you're eating Haagen-Dazs? Because it's amazing. Yeah, but that, then you know you're really pitiful. 
I'm so, really pitiful regardless. You're really pitiful, and I'm going <laughs> to – sitting there. You're eating the thing of Haagen-Dazs. You know you're going to eat the whole goddamn thing. <laughs> and tears are running down your face. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I want to say, you know, you mentioned that you, you couldn't be pregnant and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. It is impossible. Yeah, so, but, I mean, why did you specifically bring that up? I mean, are you feeling that, you know, kind of that – you know, that, oh, I'm not going to leave behind anyone, that kind of feeling or that it comes with getting older? No, that one, that wasn't um, something that I was consciously thinking about at the time. I was just as far as the whole pregnancy thing to, to, to note that, you know, it's this later, yeah, in the later stages of my life. And even if I was be um, able to become pregnant, it's, it would be a geriatric <laughs> pregnancy but it, well, yeah you have, to be, you have to be having sex to be pregnant that and see right there that is the the key thing and since i am you know only <laughs> limited to sex quarterly um yeah. once quarterly um that <laughs> yeah um but no it was just the <laughs> just looking at it in terms of the passage of time more so than anything um, it's, it, it, for you sex is like you know when you get your oil changed or- right well, no, not quite, because I get my oil changed like once every six months, although before I was closer to that. So, um, so yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was my whole Hagen dazs thing is that, you know, it made me really um, sad and it set the tone for how I view um, when we get to our, our entertainment minute, the um, and rec. So, yeah, so, you know, um, okay, so that was sad. I, I don't have anything have like cheerful with you. <laughs> she's in a serious part of her life right, right i guess but i'm always like, let's, like let's depressed yeah let's talk about something lighter like the fact that europe won't allow people from the u.s to come. <laughs> yeah so that is lighter sure um <laughs> so, yeah the eu is opening up its borders again for travelers and they made it very clear that who were the individuals who are not welcome that of course includes the u.s russia and brazil and i know that for the u.s specifically they were saying because obviously we have not yet put um covid under control which again i'm like you know if anyone's mad about it that we can't go to europe i i mean i i I don't take sympathy with them because as a whole we've done a piss poor job of dealing with the virus so if people, if you, if countries want to say, yeah, no, you're not welcome specifically for this reason, I'm cool. I'm like, I get it. So, um, so yeah, I, I thought it was very interesting though, that, you know, we're on a list of non-entry. <laughs> so, yeah. so yeah. Um, and of course, you know, Brazil is also seeing spikes in the, in the um, virus. And although early on they were hoping that when the summer came, the virus would maybe have simmered out by that time. It's only grown in its intensity for countries that have done a piss poor job of dealing with it. Um, I think you and I spoke about at one point, you know, I I, having watched an episode of um, Real Sports with Bryant Gumbel, that places like Korea and stuff, although, yes, I realize that in their political views were vastly different, um, the fact that they're able to kind of keep tabs on all their all the citizens has helped them in this situation because they've been right. really good about contact tracking and that kind of thing. Things that Americans, who apparently has now politicized wearing a mask, feel like it's an invasion of our privacy. So, so, um, so yeah. That was that was the extent of what I wanted to talk about about the uh, no entry list. Okay. 
Um, also and- this week, I um, in the news, it was reported that Mississippi became the last state in our union to remove the Confederate flag from their state flag. <laughs> and so, I mean, I'm like, okay, yeah, it would definitely be a Southern state, obviously. But it was funny that, you know, Mississippi, although, you know, I would have, see, I like didn't even realize when it comes to the state, when it comes to state flags, I don't really pay attention to them. So I honestly didn't even know the Confederate flag was a part of their state flag. But I, it felt like in those moments, I was like, really? And you guys are just now getting around to this in the year 2020? to change the flag so whatever fun fact is that today is the anniversary of the it's a fun fact (laughs) i'm being sheldon about it you know i'm very sheldon when it comes to certain things uh today marks the anniversary of the civil rights act of 1964 so back then um the the Civil Rights Act was or is still a landmark civil rights and labor law um, act in the United States, which outlaws discrimination based on race, color, religion, sex, or national origin. It also prohibits unequal application of voter registration requirements and racial segregation and public. So um, I thought that was, you know, certainly this year with as, as much as there have been issues around race that just calling attention to the fact that, you know, we've certainly come very far from 1960, but yeah. it is still, still surprising and even frustrating that things that you would have thought would have been resolved by then, you know, between now and then hasn't mm-hmm. been that we've, you know, suppressed a lot of apparently really feel like, you know, race is a thing, you know, an issue. I'm like, I don't, I don't understand how it's a do, but um, whatever. So, yeah. Um, so my little fun fact, I suppose. Is I don't see your fun fact. <laughs> I, don't, I didn't really have a fun fact, but I've been kind of busy in terms of watching movies. Um, yes. I have watched uh, several movies. I watched My Spy. I was going to ask you, so Gwen and I were going to see that. We had planned to see it in the, um, and of course yeah. all this happened. So I'm glad you saw it because I'm looking forward to Well, I will say first that, um, you know, Dave Bautista, I think is his name? Yeah. All right, um, he plays pretty much the same character he did in Stuber. Well, I mean, he um, plays basically that character in everything he's in, even with Guardian. You he's know, a he's little very, different. Right? A little, but he's very, you know, some some people play essentially the same character. For yeah, movie. yeah. Um, you know, I liked Stuber better. Okay, all right. Um, and I was looking forward to this because it looked really cute. And I, you know, oh, yeah, the trailers were hilarious. So that's why I was interested. Yeah, and it's it's a okay movie. It's definitely a family movie, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so th- there wasn't a lot. As a matter of fact, I don't think anything surprised me. It's all pretty predictable. Um, it was still enjoyable, um, you know. It. I will say the funniest things were in the trailer, um, especially like you know, oh, you know, it looks like the party at the end of Shrek. You know, mm-hmm. um, I'd seen that so many times in the trailer that when I actually happened in the movie, I actually didn't laugh at all. Um, <laughs> Which and I would have thought that, that you, right, well, yeah, I would have thought that you would laugh because you have additional context, but I guess. Yeah, no, no, there was really no, really no new context for it. <laughs> um, but, you know, it was, it was enjoyable. I mean, I'd say if we're going with the number one through 10 rating, I'd give it like a five, five and a half. Hmm. Uh, if we're going with like, you know, the old hustler rating, I'd say one quarter erect. Um, I mean, you literally cannot <laughs> apply that scale to a family movie. That is just disturbing. <laughs> so, 
Um, Obviously, Latoya, you're not a dude. Otherwise, you know you can apply that to everyone. Yeah. I yeah. that ice cream, T'Challa. And I was like, have her act. <laughs> yeah, exactly. See, um, T'Challa is like, yeah, no. All right, all right. We got to take a, a pause here. All right, so T'Challa, years ago, when we did not have the internet, right, <laughs> if you wanted to look at pornography, they would print it on paper. It was like in a magazine, right? Or if you had HBO or one of those channels like Cinemax, or even if you didn't have it, if you could hit that channel, you could see through the squiggly lines. Yes, um, yes, yeah. It, it was static but sometimes yes. you could imagine what was happening. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so back then, you know, there were several magazines. There was, you know, Playboy, there was Penthouse, and there was one called, there was one called Hustler, right? And in the Hustler magazine, they would review dirty movies. Right. And they would rate them by how hard they made the reviewer. So the best would be fully erect. Right. Then there'd be three quarters erect, half erect, one quarter erect or flaccid. So I'm sure for our listeners that they appreciate the fact that you're having this type of conversation with your very shy son on the air. But continue. Well, yeah, you know, I, this shows that I'm a, I'm a good father, though. I am putting things within the context of their time. Yeah, but poor Chitala is 13. I'm sure he's not interested. I'm sure he what finds this heck? fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, pornography on paper? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh conversation even get to this exactly see i also saw a movie called Damn. the darkness which has kevin bacon in it oh another kevin bacon movie. okay another kevin bacon movie and i have to say first of all you know i think kevin bacon is um becoming a he's becoming one of those um guys like i don't know he's, he's just one of those guys who when he retires finally or he dies He's going to have been in like 6,000 movies. Yeah, yeah. Because you, know? you can tell he's just working. Um, I mean, he's, he's, he's in good movies. He's in bad movies. Right, in, yeah. Like, why yeah. is Kevin Bacon in this movie? It's as if that generation of actors, um, if they still want to continue to make money, they'll make whatever. Like, they won't be in the big yeah. blockbusters anymore necessarily, but they'll be in a ton of crap that is going straight to video, although I guess you can't say that anymore. It's, not really straight to video, but yeah, um, I, I yeah, I do get it. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So I watched The Darkness because, and and you know, I watched another movie months ago, something about the grass. It was some Netflix horror movie, mm -hmm. and I've seen something, you know, uh, some passing article about it, you know the ending of that film, and uh, and I was like, okay, so I went and watched it. Right, I didn't read the article; I just went and watched it because I was like, well, let's see what's so confusing about this, right? Right. And it wasn't confusing. So then I watched. <laughs> Darkness, right? Because I saw another article saying the ending of the Netflix's Netflix Netflix's The Darkness explained, right? And I was like, huh, all right, let's go see it. Because I love a confusing movie. I really do. Right? Sat there, watched the whole thing. It was an okay movie. It ended. Nothing was confusing. Nothing all was confusing. I mean it was it, it made perfect sense. So really it was just commentary on the ending, not really an explanation of the ending. Yes. You know, I didn't go back and read the article because, I mean, there was nothing that needed explanation. I will say the, the, the whole context of the movie is that Kevin Bacon and his family, which consists of hot wife, hot daughter, and very autistic son, they okay. 
off to some Hopi reservation. Mm -hmm. And just like how on uh, the Brady Bunch, you know, they get a hold of like some rocks that are like cursed. Mm -hmm. uh, it's the same thing here. So the autistic son brings these rocks back home and with the rocks comes all these demons, right? And, uh, and I have to say, um, I've been around a lot of people on the spectrum, mm -hmm. right? Um, I have students on the spectrum. Um, there are, I have friends who are on the spectrum. Uh, I will have to say none of them have ever been as annoying as this child in this movie. Oh, so they were uh, going on like, like stereotype, stereotype, not like full yeah, on I mean, stereotype. He, okay. Yeah. He was so damned annoying. And he, he's the, he's the reason everything bad happened. <laughs> okay. <laughs> everything bad happened. I mean, at the end when Kevin Bacon, uh, I, this is not a spoiler because you know, you, you guess this kind of thing would happen. At one point, you know, the son's about to be taken away by the demons, and Kevin Bacon is like saying, no, take me instead. And I'm sitting there going, I don't know, Kevin. Oh, that's horrible. I mean, you got a wife. you got a daughter. They need you. Right. <laughs> they, if these demons take you and you're leaving this troublemaking kid behind, it's only a matter of time before they're going to be in more danger. All right? So, yeah. I don't think that was a wise move his part. Let's, but that's just fatherly love. I would I think you'd be able to relate to that. My son is not annoying, all right? <laughs> Nonetheless, even if your son was, <laughs> yeah. I, I would like to believe that you would still be like, no, take me, take me. It's difficult for me to put me in that position. <laughs> oh, my gosh. My son would not be opening the portals to hell. <laughs> be careful what you say and speak for yourself. There you go. <laughs> he would tell me. He would say, Father, I'm going to be in my room for a little while opening the portal to hell. I'd be okay. <laughs> Expected, it wouldn't be behind my back. What do you right? mean? What do you mean? See, you have to listen to the, the ongoing conversation. See? Well, I'm, <laughs> demonic, I'm totally cool doing demonic rituals if that's what you want to do, but I mean. I'm saying that this, this <laughs> annoying child opened a portal to hell. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, the third movie I watched this week was Will Ferrell's new movie on Netflix. Oh, there's the Will Ferrell. I swear, of all the streaming services, I am so horrible with Netflix. I, I Most of my stuff is on Amazon. So what is there, a new movie with Will Ferrell? Yeah, it's called the Eurovision Song Contest, the Soul oh. Fire Saga. Okay. <laughs> and uh, it's really good. It stars Will Ferrell, uh, Rachel McAdams. Oh, that, yeah, that, wow. That does sound like Jimmy Lovato is in it. Wow, Okay. And Dan Stevens and Pierce Brosnan. But uh, Dan Stevens I love Dan Stevens. steals the movie. Does he really? Yeah, he plays the Russian uh, <laughs> And so he has this, this great uh, accent. And he, he's, in, he's this incredibly sexual singer, you know. And he's got, like, like, naked men on, like, you know, leashes. Oh, my gosh. Okay. He, he, is, he steals the movie. But... You know, Eurovision, uh, you're familiar with Eurovision, right? Well, I am, especially because of you, because you're the kind of nerd that would, like, you know, know the song of the year or some stupid crap about right. Eurovision. And yes. <laughs> Which everybody should know. But, right. Um, so in this one, it's basically about Rachel McAdams and um, Will Ferrell. They're a group. They're two. It's a two-person band mm -hmm. called Fair Saga. So they're right? a band, not a duo? Well, they call themselves a band. Oh, okay. And, uh, you know, there you have to submit like so many acts, right? Mm -hmm. So there's eleven every country submits. Well, they know who's going to be the entry from their their country because she's incredible, right? She is amazing. Everybody who sees her performance is like, oh my! Mm -hmm. 
So they've got 10 of them. So number 11, though, they have to have 11. So they just pick somebody randomly out of the pile, and it turns out to be fire sergeant, right? <laughs> and uh, so they have the worst luck of anybody. I mean, things go amazingly, horrifyingly bad every time. Mm-hmm. They, um, and, you know, Rachel McAdams ends up falling for Dave Stevens. Why are you telling me all this information? I'm, like, seriously wanting to watch this tonight. I'm not, I'm not giving away anything too much. But you're giving me plot points. I don't want to know. Well, normally you don't, you know, you don't say you want to watch this. Anyway. But I do want to see this. So this was really good, though. It was very funny. Um, you know, it, even um, uh, our favorite uh, British talk show host, he's in it. Um, when you say our our favorite, are you meaning that in like a funny ha ha way, like Piers Morgan, or like no. for real? Okay, because I was like, no, please don't. <laughs> yeah, no, our actual favorite British talk show. Okay. Um, and uh, it's really, really good. And I will say that the um, several of the songs I actually really like. <laughs> um, uh, there's a song near the end. You'll know which one it is when you get there. Mm-hmm. Um, that is just amazing. Uh, some of these people, I mean, even, it always surprises me when people I didn't know could sing, start singing. Right. Now, Will Ferrell, I will say this. Um, he is not as bad as I expected, right? Bad as in his acting or the character? His singing. Okay, okay. <laughs> because if you had told me, you know, oh, Will Ferrell's going to be singing, I'd expect this to be horrible, right? And it's <laughs> good. His singing's not good, but he doesn't need to be because Rachel McAdams is fucking amazing. Well, it's kind of like with Pierce Brosnan in the Mamma Mia movies. You don't expect him to, you know, he does not sing well. And for right. what he has to carry, sure, that's fine. But Yeah, yeah. and it's the same I with didn't, Will Ferrell. I, I didn't know at all that Rachel McAdams sang. She is fantastic. So it's definitely her singing. They're not dubbing or anything. Well, I don't know. I assume it's her singing. You know, <laughs> but um, the uh, yeah, one of their songs or the end though is just wow, wow. So I would definitely recommend it. If it, you know, if you like Will Ferrell movies, you'll like it. Yeah, I mean, I love Will Ferrell anyway. Yeah. Um, but again, I had no clue that it was coming out, and I so don't know how you miss these things. Because it's on Netflix. I'm not paying attention to Netflix. But don't you read entertainment news? No, I mean, I'm subscribed to a lot of entertainment news, but I've not been this past week or so, last two weeks, I've not paid attention to anything. I've been, con- so when yeah, I'm had, done, I've a, what? I've had a lot of friends, you know, sharing like, you know, gifts and things from the movie. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's, the, it's the new, you know, Tiger King kind of thing, you know? Um, well, I mean, I'm definitely going to be watching it. Yeah. You, you just have to start watching Netflix. <laughs> I used to, and like I said, now because of the way Prime works, not only their original content, but the fact that I have so many other subscriptions nestled under it, that's where I go, is to Prime. So I can jump onto Acorn TV or PBS or whatever, um, because it's integrated. Yeah. So if somehow Amazon Prime would have Netflix as a plug-in channel, then I'd just go to one place to watch everything. <laughs> wow. Um also want to mention, um, yeah, that's pretty much everything. Pretty much? Yeah, I mean, I'm still continuing on. I'm still watching The Neighborhood. I'm still watching, um, you know, uh, My Name is Earl. I've been mm-hmm. watching that. Um, well, I, you, I don't think you mentioned my, you intended to mention My Name is Earl a couple weeks ago, but I don't think you actually mentioned it. So uh, how are you enjoying it? I'm pretty good. I'm, I'm at the end of season one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been very, very funny. Have you watched it? No, um, my brother... That was one of his shows back, you know, when it originally aired. But I never actually tested out. 
an episode or anything. Yeah, it's really good. Um, the The cast is hilarious. Um, the first episode I saw was kind of like, yeah, I don't know. Second episode was funnier. Third episode, I'm hooked. Right. So, is it on a on the Parks and Rec scale? How good is it compared to that? Um, it's not as good. Okay, because I'm like, you know, for me, Parks and Rec, Rec has now set a new bar for those types of shows for me. Um, yeah. so it's not as it's not as clever to me as Parks and Rec. Okay. All right. But it's it's still good. Um, but yeah, it to me it's and you haven't seen it. I don't think you haven't seen it before. But it's more on like a superstore level. Okay. It's, okay. It's a good consistent show. But uh, I did do some reading though, and I so I already know that um, it's going to end on a fourth season cliffhanger mm-hmm. that's never resolved. Oh, geez. See, those are never good when they've got gaping holes like that. Yeah. So. That kind of that kind of bugs me, but I did find somewhere where the show runner talked about how he would have ended the show had it actually had an ending. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I like his end. I guess in my head canons, the way it went. And I know that that's kind of a slippery slope. Like for all of us, we'd like for shows to have an actual wrap or wrap up um, with the plot lines, or if they don't, that there's some sort of commentary available by the showrunner or whoever to provide it but now that we've gone through this renaissance of bringing back or you know rebooting shows if you do that what's the sense of uh of bringing it back in some ways you know right so okay. so what have you been watching well i mean you know of course i briefly alluded to parks and rec and i realized that i think last week i may not have included all of the episodes that i'd want i didn't i didn't note that i watched any parks and rec and so I know that I did, because when I calculated the episodes I watched this week, which was basically just, um, I think it was last night and the night before, um, it's, it's saying that I watched 85 episodes. So that's about 43 hours of TV this week. But I, and I know for a fact it was less than that. Um, so I did finish the series. And I will say that as I noted, it does set a new bar for me when it comes to those types of shows. After watching it, I was actually less interested in watching The Office um, because I oh yeah, really, I have no interest in watching yeah, The Office. Yeah, I really like Parks and Rec, and I know that you know it. Yeah, I I have no interest in watching The Office for me personally. Um, so while I was eating my my Hagen Dazs and stuff and real, you know, like as I clicked on the, you know, the next episode and the next episode and counting down to the end, I did get emotional about it. Um, because I was like, this is one of those few shows that could have just continued and there would still be stuff to, you know, to do with the show about. I know that they did a, an episode, I think, was it in April of this year, or like where yeah. they all have a conversation. I have to look that one up because it's not one of the ones available in um, um, Amazon Prime, but I'm sure I can find it online. So, I, you know, I don't have Hulu. I'm not paying for that service. So um, it was, and what was funny too is like, you know, you're talking about actors who you don't, you know, you don't really realize that they're singers. You know, yeah. that can that can be said for um, Nicole Kidman, obviously, um, as well as even Reese Witherspoon. Um, but I did not really realize how awesome Chris Pratt is. I mean, he, he yeah. just, I mean, and so some of the songs um, just still are stuck in my head, like, you know, The Pit, um, because they play oh, yeah, that yeah. several times throughout the series. Uh, but, I love the song about Lil Sebastian. <laughs> yes. 
Oh my gosh. So of course I saw that episode last night. Well, when they br brought that back because, you know, he'd, he'd done it in an earlier episode, but when they were doing the uni unity concert, um, they had incorporated little, little um, Sebastian in there. And then they also did the whole hologram thing. And I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> but uh, I just, I actually, you know, if there's a soundtrack to all the cool and crazy songs he came up with during the run of the show, I would actually want it <laughs> because I just thought they were so entertaining. Some of them were just, I mean, it, it was just addicting to listen to. And I started to think about, obviously in some of these um, actors who've gone on to do different things, like with Chris Pratt and doing the Guardians and that kind of thing. It's like, oh my gosh, this is where you started and this is how far you've come. But what was nice, though, is in knowing the period when he had started doing the Galaxy, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy movies, uh, he did not, you know, physically he sort of changed. He was a lot cleaner in his appearance, but the character didn't change. You know, so it was for me humbling to, to see that he could still play that character through to that character, even though he kind of, you know, in his career moved on or moved past it. It just, he provided so much of the humor in the show, um, just as far as being very physical in his acting. And I just, yeah, I mean, people or actors who are able to do that as well as just do the general acting, who can be kind of the goofy one and use physical um, comedy. I, I, you know, mad respect to them. So, what did you think of how Jerry's story ended? Oh, I loved it. I thought it was hilarious. So for those who haven't watched it, and I'm not going to tell you what happens, but I did think it was hilarious that the character Jerry was actually named Gary, who was then changed his name to Terry, or no, to Larry, and then to Terry. Yeah. But his real, and then to, to Gary, finally. Gary is his real name, but no one called him by his real name until like the last season of the show yeah. um yeah i i love jerry jerry's still actually my favorite character just because you know he tries so hard and you know he doesn't get any respect at all um they you know how they love to blame everything on poor jerry, <laughs> poor jerry. um but there is no character in the show that i did like you know that i did not like um i found all of them interesting and certainly as the seasons went on the more they developed each of the characters um and yeah i mean by far one of my favorite shows to watch because like i would turn on the tv at night and just you know start you know hit play continue and what was great about it is that I never, you know, I never left the episode feeling totally sad about something or whatever. It just all flowed. And I mean, yes, there was sadness in the show ending, but the things that they did as far as, you know, future looking um, pieces of it in like the final two episodes was kind of cool because it gave us, gave us some closure on what happens with. Chris was you know, one of my favorite characters, um, mm -hmm. the Rock Lowe character. And uh, around the house, I don't think he was very popular around here, but um, I love that character. I thought it was great. I mean, Ron Swanson is like my man. Kind of like I love Sheldon from Big Bang Theory. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. like, Ron, it's Ron hilarious to me how much I like Ron, even though it's like, you know, he's very Republican. Um, yeah. but But he's Ron effing Swanson. So he's he is badass so there there were parts of his character that i'm like oh he's so you know well, he's I, just, told you, I thought you were like a cross between ron and tom yes 
which I was, I was trying to remember when I was watching it, which two you'd cross me with. Um, yeah. And yeah, I mean, I could certainly see that. I think for me, the only character that I maybe had a little bit of like, that I didn't warm up to quite as much was, um, what is it, Audrey Plaza's character? Oh, yeah, April? Just, yeah, just because like April was very, she was just very like odd. You know, I mean, and it just, I don't know. There are pieces of her, of her character that I was just like, you know, huh, okay. Or she'd say no, things I, that's like, huh, but. I loved, I loved April, but um, I didn't think, what was the, what was the black lady's name? Retta or, or her, Donna in the show? Donna. I don't think they did enough with Donna. They could have uh, done more, but I did like what they did show of her. I love that there was kind of this mystique around, you know, because it's like, why is she working in Parks and Rec? If she yeah. has all this money and her family knows all these people and Genuine is her cousin. And, yeah. Know, so. now, I, did, I did love it when, they, when she got in trouble for her tweets. Yes. It was a great one. <laughs> so, so, yeah, if, you, if anyone is interested in just watching a, just a genuinely funny show that uses a lot of physical humor um, as well as just um, the, the way it's shot because of, you know, them talking to the camera at times and that kind of thing. It really pulls you into the show and it, it was definitely quality. So I appreciate you sharing that with me. And that's all I watched this because honestly, I did not watch any V the first part of this week. And then that, I guess, which really isn't three hours, more like 30 something hours was the last, you know, yesterday. Yeah. But so I, I plan on watching um, the song contest tonight then since I have not started. I was up until 3 a.m. this morning finishing part because I'd watched all of season six and then it auto went into season seven. And right. so I was like, OK, well, I'm already up, even though I had to prep for a, a training that I had to provide um, this morning at 1145. I was up until three o'clock because at that point, once it started in season seven, I knew there were only 13 episodes. And, you know, the episodes move rather quickly. It's realistically, they're what, 20 something minutes. So, um, yeah, I was like, I'm not going to bed until I finish. I kind of felt like the last season, I, I, I could tell it was time. Well, um, I was still just as interested. Half, yeah. The first half of the last season when, you know, they were just playing with, you know, well, why is Leslie and Ron so upset with each other and stuff? And I just felt like they were kind of, I felt like they were kind of drawing it out. You know, it's like, wow, we got to do 13 episodes. Well, uh, I don't, I didn't see it as them having half, to draw it out. I didn't think yeah, well, because the way I saw it is that I was grateful, even though they did a very short season seven, I was just grateful that it was back, you know, um, like I wasn't ready for it to be done in season six. And that because they did season seven, I was able to find to get kind of around it and, and, you know, look at it as, oh, you know, not so much that, oh, damn, this really great series ended, but you know, still being able, because, you know, there were episodes where they focused on one character, you know, yeah. and so I really liked that because you get to kind of see what happens with that person over time. You know, you find out that, and I guess this is a spoiler, that Jerry doesn't die till he's 100, yeah. <laughs> which is hilarious. And his wife, played by Christy Brinkley, never ages. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, a great, great show honestly a really great show um and you know i if if i was into re-watching stuff i would watch it again but you know but that was it yeah 
Um, I do want to say that, you know, the long national nightmare continues uh, with oh, regards yeah. to HBO Max, which is still not on Roku or on, uh, you know, Amazon Fire. Um, so what's the update on the, on the nightmare? There, there's nothing. Uh, <laughs> nothing has changed. Uh, now, today, um, you know, there have been stuff just, you know, they're, they're going to be doing, you know, what they call the Snyder Cut of the Justice League movie. Okay. So, you know, I saw the Justice League, movie, Justice League movie and it sucked, right? But some people are convinced that it sucked because Zack Snyder didn't finish the movie, that he had to leave because his daughter committed suicide, right? He wasn't fired, he left, right? Mm-hmm. And so they picked Joss Whedon to finish the movie. Joss, you know, reshot some things, re-edited things, and ejected more humor. So some people are convinced that if Zack Snyder hit, this would be like one of the greatest movies of all time, right? So they've been having this show the Snyder cut movement. Well, that was one of the selling points for HBO Max is they're going to actually show the Snyder cut. Mm-hmm. Right? They're going to have him come back and, you know, re-edit everything and put it together so it's his vision. So that was one thing I've been kind of curious about. Well, then today they announced they're going to do the same thing with um, the Iyer cut of Suicide Squad. Okay. That director was also fired before it finished. And some people say that, um, you know, for instance, um, Iyer says that there was a lot more of the Jared Leto Joker stuff that we didn't get. And he said that there it's was... Leto. Jared Leto. What'd you say? Leto. It's not Leto. But who cares? Oh, um, <laughs> he also said there was a lot of Harley Quinn stuff that got changed. He said that she had a whole story arc that didn't get, you know, to be seen the way he meant it to be seen. So they announced today that there is a, a they're going to do an ire cut of Suicide Squad that will also be shown on HBO Max. So I would like to see these things on your you TV know. and not on a device. You no, know, my TV. I'm not going to watch them on my right. phone. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously on a phone. If you had a tablet, you could watch it on your tablet. Well, I mean, I could borrow T'Challa's tablet, you know, but um, even then, I don't really want to watch them. Yeah, no. I mean, I generally don't like to watch any anything on my tablet it, unless i have to like um, i said last week right i'm a grown-up i bought a couch <laughs> my ass on it and watch tv you're right? showing your age sir <laughs> that's fine uh-huh but i've got the money to pay the subscription price <laughs> which yeah it's true all right the teenagers who don't need a couch or whatever they can watch it on the phone but the thing is they're going to try and download it illegally like you <laughs> like me please i don't download stuff illegally oh, anymore didn't. anymore yeah no. anymore <laughs> <laughs> we were hey. in that renaissance period where the illegal stuff was you know culturally acceptable to do it illegally so <laughs> was well, funny when you mentioned justice league i was like god i think i saw that movie and then i you know googled it and i looked i'm like Oh, yeah, I saw that movie. I thought it was okay, so much so that I forgot I saw that movie. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I didn't have a... Well, again, I'm not a huge DC person, and they set the precedent on DC's movies being so far behind Marvel that I've essentially just adopted my... You know, Marvel is... That's the, <laughs> that's the, the franchise that I, I prefer. Um, and characters and everything else. And I know staple characters like Superman and Batman and stuff is in Justice League, but I'm, I'm very much so. 
but I know your love of it is deep from your childhood and comic. Well, I like Marvel and DC. Yeah, I'm again. I could I, if I never saw another DC movie, I would. I'm more interested. In you never saw Birds of Prey? No. Birds of Prey was good. Okay. Sam was good. Yeah, I didn't watch that either. I just, I guess there's not that emotional connection for me with, with those characters because I've been so sucked into the Marvel universe. Because mm-hmm. even characters I didn't really know in Marvel, because of how they were depicted on, t- on the screen, um, allowed me to be like, oh, cool. You know, like Ant-Man, I couldn't, I never knew anything about Ant-Man before. I knew he existed. <laughs> but yeah. I, I got more of an em- emotional connection once I saw, you know, Paul Rudd doing that character. So, so yeah, I don't think that DC has done a very good job of having that crossover appeal for me, just in terms of, you know, watching it and really being emotionally invested. No. Right. Marvel just does better movies. Yeah, I yeah. agree. And I mean, yeah, there, there are some DC films that are, I mean, uh, Wonder Woman was really good, but if I didn't see it or any of those movies, I, you know, I, it's like even knowing that the next Wonder Woman will be coming out. I'm just like, oh, okay. You know, whereas when I know the next Marvel movie's coming out, I'm like, hell yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah. Even if I don't know the character in Marvel, I appreciate how well the movies have done with bringing these characters to life that it, it's exciting to me to learn these new characters. So right. DC just doesn't, doesn't, doesn't do that for me. Yeah. So I don't, nothing else that's on the list that I have on there is stuff I want to talk about today. So <laughs> I just put it on there because I'm like, I don't want to forget about it. And so I'll throw stuff in there and then I'll shift it around. Um, you know, the only thing of, that may be of interest is the felon vote, but I wanted to find out some additional information in terms of how the whole issue in Florida panned out. So um, I'm not really prepared to have a, an educated conversation about it. That's never stopped you before, but okay. Whatever. Anyway, (laughs) I wanted to make sure in this particular case that I had my facts, so. Okay. So next week will be, what is this? Not next week or the week after, but the week after that that we're taking a week off? Yeah, um, the week of July 20th. And I'd suggested uh, when I texted you earlier that, you know, if we wanted to have a show run that week, we would just have to record it the previous week. So, because what two in that week? Yeah, two episodes in that week. I know you hate spending time with me. Um, but oh, and another Parks and Rec thing, which I loved because, you know, I remember for years I had said, oh yeah, Barry and I are best friends because I work with him every day. And that's right, what I right. But that whole, um, work proximity acquaintances. I was like, man, that's like the best title for a show. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I just that part made me chuckle because I'm like, oh yeah, Barion became my best friend because he was a work proximity acquaintance. And right, yeah. you know, so so yeah, I thought that was the coolest title. But I loved I loved all the Tammies. Yes, Ron's life and. Uh, I love when, when Tammy 1 and Tammy 2, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, of course, Tammy 2 is his real wife in real life. Um, real? Yes, they're married in real life. They are. And it's wow. funny that all of, like, in the case of, like, Amy Poehler, 
um, at the time she was married to Will Arnett, so he makes an appearance in the show. Um, yeah. I know at one point you'd mentioned like you didn't necessarily care for all the celebrity pop-ups, but yeah, I will. Feel, and stuff. I will honestly say that me watching it, like uh, when the Michelle Obama moment happened, I like wanted to cry because I was like, "That's like American royalty," you know? I'm like, because I just. I, I, I miss the Obama era so much and I love the Obamas. And so I was just kind of caught up in the celebrity of it, but I did think it was really cool when they had Madeleine Albright on it. And then of course, you know, to have um, John, uh, Senator, Senator McCain um, yeah. on there. And, you know, I did, I did tear up with that one because, you know, knowing that, you know, he's dead. Um, My mom asked if, you know, all the Joe Biden stuff was because he was running for president. I kept trying to say, no, this is years ago. Right, right. And I love that, that she just has this, this, <laughs> this infatuation with Joe Biden. Yeah. I thought it was kind of funny. And I thought it was funny that he came back, like, I think two or three times on the show. Yeah. Um, yeah. In the last appearance, he, his wife is with him. Um, and then, you know, seeing John Hamm make an appearance on there. And, like, in his case, it was cool that he wasn't playing John Hamm. But I liked that there was a celebrity to it. What is it? Sam Elliott or whatever as the other Well, Ron. yeah, but these characters. Um, I don't mind, like, people coming on and playing characters. Yes, I like that. Him meeting John McCain and Madeleine Albright, you know. Well, John, see, I, I love that. <laughs> if John McCain was playing somebody, that's fine, you know. Because, yeah, all the stuff with... Um, you know, the other Ron. I loved all that. Yeah, that is, that's just fantastic. I, I rediscovered my love of Adam Scott. Um, he's definitely on my hall pass list. Um, and yeah, I just, it, it, again, if, if you watch the show, you'll understand, you'll get it certainly. And I, I didn't have as much an issue with season one as you did. And again, season one is like six episodes. I don't know how they could have ever greenlit six episodes, but, um, Season two, still, that is, wow, six episodes. So um, season two through the end for me, I mean, again, that's just, it sets the bar for certain television shows for me because the characters, you fall in love with them. They are very, very relatable because they're all architects or archetypes of people you know in your life. Um, I think at one point there is the, uh, the future view of of Tom writing the book and having these different archetypes based on the different people he worked with. So you know, there's the Ron yeah. archetype and the Donna and the. So I, it's it's a great series to just lose yourself in. I would agree. So I will say, kind of off topic, I have now found a, a way that actually gets me to relax every night. Um, not it, it wait, is wait, wait. We have a, no. We have a no, exactly. No, it is not that, Barry. That's what I was trying to say. It is not related to that at all. Um, I have, for a while, I thought about downloading a coloring um, app, you know, because I've seen people use them, whatever. And I don't know what it was, but I downloaded an app called Happy Color. And it has been just so relaxing just coloring these pictures. So it's not the traditional sense of coloring. It's like paint by numbers, but it's color by numbers. So in my case, because my tablet allows me um, app the version or yeah, um, 
Apple Series version one of the Apple Pencil, um, you're just basically, you know, touching the screen um, in the areas that need to be colored in. It's challenging too, because you have to like, in some cases, zoom in really close to find why that color is still showing up on your screen in terms of, you know, having places to fill in. But what I also really like is that it just gives you basically the coloring sheet, the page. They don't show you what it's going to look like at the end, which I like. I want to, you know, I want the experience of doing it myself and then seeing that finished product. But it has been the most relaxing thing for me. I'll just, you know, do some coloring at night and my mind is completely clear of stuff. I'm de-stressed. And it also makes it so that I'm not really concentrating on any other thing as it gets later in the evening. Mm. Um, and so my mind gets to kind of, you know, relax. Because if I'm moving in like games and things that require strategy, my brain is still on. And so I'll do all of that stuff first, but then I end my evening with just coloring. And so I would certainly recommend Happy Color for anyone who's kind of interested. I do think that part of the experience for me is still is in having the pencil in my hand and being able to, you know, tap on the screen. Um, my Apple Pencil had... Uh, I needed to recharge it at one point. And so I had to finish out um, a puzzle or sorry, a coloring sheet with my fingers. And I was like, it wasn't the same connection for me. So anyway, yeah. If you're looking for a new app to kind of, you know, chill out to that, that would be my recommendation. Happy color on the app store. Okay. Uh, did, did you have anything you wanted to discuss? Not particularly. <laughs> what? <laughs> Nothing. It's allowed to yawn and talk simultaneously. <laughs> I'm sure that is no indication of what the show means to you or no, anything I'm like tired. that. <laughs> I feel you. I am as well. So kind of tired of of uh, you, but you know. <laughs> oh. oh my gosh! Oh, I'm kidding. I'm well, kidding. he's being, he's keeping it 100. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yeah, he must learn that from I'm kidding. His, from you, very being very upfront with you know. <laughs> but yeah, so if if you know others want to join me, obviously not doing it at the same time, but watch Eurovision Song Contest tonight, and I'm sure we'll uh, talk about it uh, next next week. Yeah. What I thought about yeah. it, and I'm hoping to see my spy soon. Um, Gwen and I have a rule around that movie as since we'd intended to watch it in theaters together we're not allowed to watch it without watching it together so at some point we'll i think probably on our vacation week i may just go ahead and download um right. onto my ipad and and have us so right. well have a happy fourth okay. yes happy fourth happy hamilton day tomorrow yes have and a happy day <laughs> and of course a happy birthday to my baby brother miles tomorrow so yay. happy birthday miles happy birthday. <laughs> all right so i guess we're out <laughs> i'm still waiting on an ending very t'challa oh um <laughs> you have an idea uh no <laughs> um so that's bad on barry's part you know the ending of the show is your responsibility I have nothing clever to add at the end of the show. You know, but it's just, it's just, I do so much to try and keep the show light. Whatever. <laughs> when you always want to bring it dark. Because that's who I am. There is I no know. light I, I hope life. whoever takes the time and effort to listen to this show has some serious, they fix whatever problem in their life has made them stoop to this level. <laughs>
There you go. Have a great day. Bye. Bye.